Hello, and welcome to Joyful Heart, a podcast for Christian women who are trying to balance a relationship with God, as well as school, work, and other things life likes to throw our way. In these episodes, religious topics such as growing closer to God, maturing in our faith, as well as general ones like college difficulties and navigating new experiences in life will be covered. And with that, let's get into this week's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Joyful Heart. This is episode number 48 today, which is just so surreal to me. Like, I cannot believe that we are on episode number 48. And it's actually pretty wild because next week on the 22nd, which is next Tuesday, will be the one year of Joyful Heart, which is really wild to say. Like, I cannot believe that it has been a full year almost. Like, that is just so surreal to me. And I feel like I just started, but the fact that we're a whole year in, you know, it just, it means a lot to me. And I'm just very, very grateful for this platform and for this opportunity given by the Lord, which is something that I never ever, ever anticipated for my life, something that I never could see myself doing. You know, like I always really enjoyed listening to the podcast, but the fact that I'm hosting one and like creating content for one is just so surreal to me. And, you know, this year has really flown by. Like I say that every time, but it's so true. Like we are halfway through 2021 and I just, it's just so wild. And I'm like, loss for words but yeah that's just something really cool to know so for today's episode we are going to be talking about the dangers of impatience and I think this is something that a lot of us can relate to because whether we want to admit it or not like at some point in our life we've grown very impatient whether it be you know stuck in traffic or waiting on an offer or waiting for a solution or waiting for results like we are just constantly waiting and waiting and waiting and you know living in the world that we do live in where we get things instantly having to wait feels like the worst thing ever you know you're waiting for results you're waiting for news you're waiting for updates we're just always waiting 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 and I think a lot of the times in this waiting, we grow impatient because we're like, I just want this now. Like, why do I have to wait? And sometimes we might try to, you know, take a shortcut to get what we want. And so today we're going to be talking about the dangers of those shortcuts and the dangers of not waiting. You might be thinking, okay, that's like, you know, kind of, you know, dramatic to say all the dangers and the consequences. But There really are dangers out there that we do need to be aware of, especially as believers. You know, there is an importance in waiting and waiting on the Lord and waiting for the right timing for things. You know, regardless of who you are, where you are from, how you are raised, we are constantly told to be patient and to wait. You know, in school, one of the very first things you're taught is to wait your turn in line. Don't skip ahead. Don't cut other people. Don't try to get it before others, but you need to wait your turn. You know, and something I often think about is, 
just how many times we have to wait, you know, whether we're waiting in traffic. Like if you live in a very busy area, you know about waiting in traffic and how just frustrating that is. And sometimes you wish you could just like drive on the side of the road and get to where you want to go. But don't do that because, you know, that's very, very dangerous. But I was thinking about, you know, how we are often taught to wait. And I thought about a school assignment that I had to do. It was either in like third or fourth grade where the assignment in class was about you know following directions so we were given this sheet of paper and it had instructions and all our teacher said was read all the instructions and do what you're told and so for me I was like well of course like of course I'm gonna read the instructions and you know do what I'm supposed to do so the way I did it is I would read the instructions and then do what I was supposed to do I was like, well, I'm doing everything correctly. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. But I realized that I, even though I followed the instructions and did what I was supposed to do, I technically, I guess, like failed the assignment. Like it wasn't for grade, but the whole idea was you need to read all of the instructions before you write your name. Because I think that was the whole idea. Like it was like, write your name. And then it was like, but don't or it was it was kind of like confusing. But the whole idea is you're supposed to read all the instructions before you start working. And me not being patient, I was like, well, I'm technically following the directions because I wrote my name. But then it was like, you know, you can't erase your name. You were supposed to follow all of the instructions. And I think a lot of the times we kind of work in this way. We're like, OK, we're following the Lord. We're following his directions. But then we're also trying to get ahead and do little by little growing in that impatience in life. Like you might be thinking, well, I followed all of the instructions. I did what I was supposed to do. But the main thing we were supposed to do was to be patient and to wait until we are instructed to do whatever we are supposed to do. And when we are constantly being told to be patient and to wait, many of us may be thinking like, why? Why do I have to wait? Why do I always have to be so patient? You know, you hear about these stories of these like CEOs and whatnot who didn't wait. You know, they were being, I don't know, like, you know, it's just those success stories of like, I didn't wait on their timing. I did what I had to do when I had to do it. But that isn't the reality for all of us. Like there are times where we do need to be patient and wait. Like, it's this whole idea of like, why should I wait and not get what I want right now when I can get what I want? And I think a lot of the times social media often fuels this fire for us. Like, I know as like a Gen Z, you know, individual, it it really does make me more impatient. And I know we talk a lot of the times about social media in comparison, but I think in the whole idea of our life, like it definitely makes us more impatient and more unhappy with our lives. And obviously this isn't the case for everyone. This isn't to say that every single person who sees social media grows impatient because they're comparing themselves. But it's just something that I really thought about how we are in this state of comparison. And in comparison is always the thief of joy. You know, you see other people doing what you feel like you should be doing. 
And I think sometimes we look at it and we're like, okay, everyone else is doing this. They've already accomplished this. They already have this job. They're already living in this place. And then you think of yourself and you're like, why am I not on their timeline? Like, why am I not doing things as they are? You know, we're looking at our peers, what they're accomplishing. And we reflect on our own selves and wondering like, why am I not at the level they are at? Why am I not in the apartment or the house they are at? Why am I not driving the cars that they are driving? Why don't I have the money or, you know, whatever they may have? And society also doesn't help in this regard. You know, I I think we're learning as society to realize that like all of these things that we're supposed to do aren't meant for everyone. You know, like not everyone's meant to go to college. Not everyone's meant to work corporate jobs. Not everyone's meant to even get married or like have a family or whatever it may be like whatever God calls you to do that's what's meant for you but I think society pushes this like timeline on us like oh you should be moved out by this time you should have a family by this time we should be making this much money at this age and that's just not the reality for everyone and I think a lot of the times that it makes us feel less than and inadequate and feel like okay well I need to catch up with everyone else when maybe that's not the timeline for us maybe that's not the goal for us you know we are not meant to follow the paths that others do we are not meant to mimic the lives of others because God is our creator and he took the time to pick out qualities for us to pick out experiences for us his path and plans are perfect and that is what's meant for us that's why sometimes we get stuck in these situations where it's like this doesn't feel right for me because we went down the wrong path following the wrong people so turning to scripture we get to galatians 6 6 through 10 the one who has taught the word is to share all good things with the one who teaches him do not be deceived god is not mocked For whatever a person sows, this he will also reap. For the one who sows his own flesh will reap destruction from the flesh, but the one who sows to the Spirit will reap eternal life from the Spirit. Let's not become discouraged in doing good, for in due time we will reap if we do not become weary. So then, while we have opportunity, let's do good to all people, and especially to those who are of the household of the faith. Psalm 37, 7. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not get upset because of one who is successful in his way, because of the person who carries out wicked schemes. James 5, 7 through 8. Therefore be patient, brothers and sisters, until the coming of the Lord. The farmer waits for the precious produce of the soil patient about it until it gets the early and late rains you too be patient strengthen your hearts for the coming of the lord is near now before i get into this next topic i will be very very honest i know nothing about farming or farmers i have no idea what it really means to be like a real farmer or what they even do day to day but From quick research, I've gathered this information that it is very important as a farmer to be patient and to wait on the right timing. I know this may seem obvious, but it's just something that I think we forget when we think of farmers and like what they do every day. 
you know, but a lot of them talked about how patience is one of the most important qualities that a farmer can have. You know, it really can have dire consequences to be impatient. You know, a lot of them talked about how rushing to water their crops can often prove to be a consequence that can either result in the loss of this produce, the crops, or having to start all over again. Now you may be wondering, okay, so like, what's the connection to me? Like, I'm a student, I'm, you know, a worker, I'm not a farmer, I don't farm. But the connections is the importance of patience. I saw this TikTok and it was talking about the enemy and his false gifts. And this girl was talking about how a lot of the times the things the enemy tries to bring into our life are very close nearly mimicking what God has promised for us. Because that's the thing. The enemy is aware of our desires and what we long for. Thus, he will offer up things that we may confuse as things from the Lord. You know, I've talked about this before. Like The enemy will introduce things into our life that are meant to distract us or to throw us off track. And many times when we are growing impatient, waiting on the Lord, we will cling to this new thing, not realizing that it can bring a lot of consequences or it is not what God has promised for us. It's not what God meant for us, you know, because she was talking about how she was waiting on the Lord and the Lord had promised her these things. And then the enemy introduced this thing that was very, very similar to what God had promised, but it wasn't the right thing, but it seemed almost too good to be true. You know, and a lot of the times we can walk into that same trap because we are so impatient. We're not willing to wait any longer. And so when this new thing is brought in, we're like, okay, that seems kind of similar. Like maybe I'll settle for it. Maybe I'll just take that. But that's when we fall into the enemy's trap for us. First Peter 5, 8 through 11. Be of sober spirit. Be on the alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. So resist him. Firm in your faith, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being accomplished by your brothers and sisters who are in the world. After you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself perfect, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. To him be dominion forever and ever. Amen. 2 Corinthians 11, 13-15 For such men are false apostles, deceitful workers, disguising themselves as apostles of Christ. No wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. Therefore, it is not surprising if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness, whose end will be according to their deeds. James 1, 5-6 But if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives to all generously and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But he must ask in faith without any doubting, for the one who doubts is like the surf of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. And this last verse that we just went over, James 1, 5 through 6, was another great point that was brought up in this TikTok. You know, the whole idea that when we are waiting and being patient and being tested by the Lord, 
We are allowed to stop and ask God for help and assistance admits our trials and our test. Even though, you know, the main point of a test is to is to show what you have learned up to this point and what you know, we are still allowed to stop and ask God for help. You know, in my experience in school, for the most part, a majority of my teachers would say, you know, you're allowed to ask for help. You're allowed to ask questions. Maybe if you're stuck, maybe if you're confused. Again, connecting this to the whole idea of patience, instead of trying to rush to get the results we want, admits the trial, admits tribulations, we can choose to be patient and wait on the Lord. We can choose to ask him to show us like, Lord, is this from you? Please confirm, you know, because we're always told to test every spirit because not everything presented to us is from the Lord. And when I heard this, I was just thinking like, it makes so much sense because when I've gone through trials, when I've been tested either by the Lord or by the enemy or whatever it may be, I never stopped to think like, why can't I just ask God for help? Like God is such a gracious father. Why would he not help us? In fact, he's so ready to help us and he's so ready to expose the lies of the enemy and show us the truth. And I think knowing this, we can realize like we can slow down when going through life. We don't have to rush and figure everything out because we can have God to help us along the way and to show us the truth. But it's also important that we listen to the truth and listen to the Lord. By rushing through life, we risk so many consequences of trying to get ahead, get what we want, right when we want it. There are consequences such as bad relationships or situations we were never meant to experience. Not getting to experience the gifts from the Lord. You know, when I was kind of like thinking of this, like when you rush, I don't know, it's kind of like when a kid or maybe if yourself like as a kid you've ever accidentally gotten impatient around like Christmas time or maybe like your birthday and you found your Christmas gifts beforehand like maybe you just know where your parents you know hide the presents and so you're like okay I'm just gonna take like a little peek you know because I just can't wait and then you find them but even though now you know what you're gonna get you won't enjoy as much if you had just been patient and waited and then been surprised by this gift. Even if like you knew like, okay, I know they're going to get this for me. Getting it like that joy can never be the same as when you like get it, but then you knew you were going to get it, if that makes sense. Like you kind of ruined the surprise for yourself. You ruined the anticipation and the wondering and the joy that will come out of knowing like, okay, this is what God had in store for me. The joy you could have experienced is now gone because either you got sidetracked, you got distracted, or you just grew way too impatient instead of waiting and trusting in God. You know, and when we get distracted and when we get thrown off track, even though it happens to all of us, like this is not something that only certain people experience, we all get thrown off, we all get distracted. Now you have to go back to square one and start all over. And I think once we really understand 
the importance of patience, we can see why it is so important to wait. Because that's the thing. Like, I've talked about it a little bit on the blog and in Life of Four Blank. If we had a dollar, even like a penny for every single time someone told us to be patient and wait on the Lord, we would all be billionaires, okay? We'd all be so wealthy because it comes up time and time and time again. And sometimes even myself, like I feel frustrated when I have to tell people like, just be patient because because I know it's not easy and I know it's not what we want to hear. Like it's the last thing you want to hear when, you know, you're really needing these results or wanting to see change in your life or wanting to see some type of like whatever results you want to see what whatever you are waiting for the last thing you want to be told is just be patient you know it's like if you're stuck in like hours of traffic and someone's like well you know just be patient we'll get there soon enough you're like I know that like I know I need to be patient but I don't want to hear that right now like that is not what I want to hear I want to see results I want to see something change you know like it's so hard to be patient I also apologize for the construction and like the lawnmower is going off. I have like no control over that. So I'm very sorry for that. I think we grow confused by the whole idea of patience and like, why is God telling me to wait? Like the enemy will make us think that God puts up all these rules and regulations to like stop us from having fun because I think that's a really common misconception is that like being a Christian and being a believer is so boring because you have all these rules and like you can't do this you can't do that you can't live your life how you want you're out of control and that's not true like I mean I think it's this whole idea that like everyone has fun the same way when like that's not true and like I don't know just because we're not doing the things of the world doesn't mean we're boring or don't have fun like I I don't know what kind of Christians you're around but like that's not always the case but you know back to what I was saying like we feel like we're being treated like little babies like you don't know what you're doing so you have all these rules and regulations but the older you get and the more you see and the more you experience, you see that these rules are not put up to keep us from having fun or living our best life or doing things our way, but they're put up to protect us. You know, I saw someone on TikTok talking about how, you know, these are put up to keep the dangers out, not to keep us trapped in, you know, because the reality is, Oh my gosh, this is so loud. I'm so sorry. This is so loud, but I'm going to try to talk over it. The reality is that God sees all, knows all. He knows people's intentions. He knows people's hearts. He knows what they desire. So if he knows that, then he can see the danger. He can see how this one experience can lead to so many consequences. God sees and understands the dangers of this world. He can see the evil that is in people's intentions and in their hearts. 
So when he tells us to be patient and to not to jump into that relationship, don't jump into that job, don't jump into that situation, it's because he can see all of the dangers, he can see all the consequences, he can see all of the things that can go wrong. So he's not telling you to be patient because, you know, he is just trying to make you suffer or he's trying to draw things out. He's doing this for your own good. You know, God is a good father who looks out for his children. God is a good shepherd who looks out for his sheep and is protecting him. You know, this is all out of love. This isn't out of spite or out of, you know, any kind of mean spirited desire. So in these moments, you know, like I said, there's so many consequences. Maybe you prayed for something and something else comes up that's from the enemy. So you follow that because you're like, I don't want to wait anymore. I'm sick and tired of waiting. I want it now. But you don't know that that could lead to so much heartache, you know, painful experiences, uncomfortable situations that could have been avoided if you had just been patient. I see that a lot in my own life. You know, there are times where I'm praying for something and then it comes up and I'm like, oh, this looks so great. This is exactly what I prayed for. This is what my heart desires. Like, yes, God is coming through. But then I'm realizing, you know, as I reflect on life a bit, I'm like, if I had gone through with that friendship or that situation, like that would have just pulled me so far away from the Lord. You know, there's a lot of friendships that didn't work out, situations that didn't work out, scenarios that didn't work out that I thought I wanted so badly. And I just thought, like, if I can have this, I'll be so happy and it'll be great. Like, what what are the dangers of this friendship? Not realizing that, you know, those people didn't have the, I don't know, I guess... They were on one track and I was on another and it was not meant to work out. And I was just like wondering, like, God, like, why? Like, why can't you give me what I want? Why can't you give me this friendship? Why can't you give me this situation? But now upon reflection, I'm like, okay, God was doing this for my own protection, for my own safety, for my relationship with him. Because a lot of the things look good on the surface, But maybe it's not meant for us. So we have to be patient and wait for what God has intended for us. Because if we do what we want to do, we are following our flesh. And our flesh is always rooted in evil and sin. And, you know, we don't really know what is best for us. We know what makes us the happiest. We know what will bring us the most pleasure and the most, you know, joy. But that doesn't always last if it's not rooted in the Lord. If God is not at the center of this relationship, this friendship, this situation, it's doomed to fail almost. And maybe God needs us to wait and mature before he blesses us. You know, I've talked a lot about the consequences that can be brought unto us, but there are just as many consequences for others. Maybe God is telling you to wait on the right friendship because maybe you'll bring harm into these people's life. Maybe you'll bring consequences into these people's lives that they never wanted, that they never intended to have. And so I think we have to assess the situation and realize like if God is not bringing it up now, it's for a reason. It's not out of spite. It's not to be mean. It's not to make us 
suffer, you know, it's for our best intentions. God always has our best intentions at mind when he is doing things, handling things, blessing us with things, anything in life. And another TikTok that I saw, which again, is like always a staple of these episodes. Like I always bring up TikTok, but I feel like God has been speaking to me a lot through social media. And I think it's just really interesting. So this TikTok was talking about how, you know, wondering, like, how do you wait on the Lord? Because there's so many verses like, wait on the Lord, wait on the Lord, wait for the Lord, wait for his command. But how are you waiting? How are you using that time in your season of patience, in your season of waiting? You know, the question was, are you like, are you in a scenario where you're waiting on a solution? You're waiting for an answer. Are you waiting by like looking at the clock and like tapping your foot? Like, come on, God, like, when are you going to come through like any minute now? Or are you waiting by offering to serve the Lord during this time? And I know I said the word wait a lot and you might be like, okay, now I'm so confused. Like, what am I waiting on? Are you just sitting and waiting for God to come through? Are you just sitting by like, you know, huffing and puffing? Like, come on, God, I've been waiting for so long. Like, hurry up now. Or are you waiting on the Lord and offering to serve him while he's taking care of things? And this was kind of mind blowing to me. Because I feel like I do the first option a lot where I'm like, okay, God, you said to be patient. I've been patient. Like when are you coming through instead of, you know, offering myself and be like, okay, Lord, while you're handling this one thing, what can I do for you in the meantime? How can I be of service? What can I do for you, God, while you are helping me? And I think a lot of the times we forget that a relationship with Lord is not supposed to be one-sided where he's just our genie. He gives us what he wants, what we want, and we just wait. You know, we are supposed to help him. We are supposed to offer up our service to him. Everything that we have is from the Lord. Thus, we should always be willing to sacrifice for others, to give up things for others, and to give up things for the Lord. And this just goes to show that This season of waiting doesn't have to be boring or a waste of time. We can do things for the Lord. We can, you know, serve his intentions. We can serve his goals and his plans and all for his glory. So I hope that made sense. You know, it's just what are you doing when you are waiting for answers or for a solution? Are you just sitting around, you know, twiddling your thumbs, just bored? Or are you getting to work and doing things for the Lord? You know, it really is about making the most out of the day and out of the situation. Patience is hard. It is really, really difficult. And as I said before, when you are in a season of waiting, one of the last things you want to be told is to wait and to be patient. But it is important to wait on the Lord, to offer yourself up and say, like, what can I do for you, God? How can I help you? And realize that like, if God is making you wait, then you got to be prepared for this. Like maybe you're not ready for this blessing. Maybe you're not mature enough. You're not spiritually strong enough to like handle what God is about to bless you with. Because God is a good father. He is a gracious giver. 
You know, his mercies are new every morning. He is so, 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 so good. If it was easy, we would all wait. We'd all just sit around and wait, but it's not. You know, we live in a world of instant gratification and results. And so when we are told to do the opposite, we're like, hold up, why? No, I just want to, you know, take the shortcut and get what I want. Not knowing that there's so many consequences that can come about due to our impatience. We have to ask God for help, ask for the spirit of motivation and of patience. But as I've talked about before, if you ask God to help you to be patient, be prepared to be patient because he will test you and he will put you in this situation so that you can show your patience. But it's never easy, but it's always worth it if it is the Lord's timing and if it's the Lord's plans. But I hope this was helpful for you all. I hope that you all can just take something away from this because I know I can. I know I can be very impatient and that's something that the Lord is working on, but it takes time, you know, learning to be patient. You have to be patient with that. You know, it's like the biggest joke of all, but you know, it is what it is and God is good and he will help us. He will surely come through. So I hope that you all have a great rest of your day and I hope that you all have a very, very blessed week. Bye. Well, that concludes this week's episode of Joyful Heart. Feel free to reach out with prayer requests, praise reports, requests for topics or general questions on either Instagram or the Facebook group. These can be sent to Joyful Heart. That's J-O-Y-F-U-L-L-H-E-A-R-T-T on Instagram, as well as for the private Facebook group. I hope you all have a blessed day, and I'll catch you next week. Bye, guys!